Hello, everyone, and welcome to CP Sports. Happy Friday and happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there and the families of those veterans and those that we may have lost. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and get into this week's. We're going to try and start off with the with some good news and then uh, some not good news. <laughs> so let's get into it, Mike. All right. So... Um, yeah, once again, happy Veterans Day to y'all. Uh, so now I'm not normally wanting to talk about the Texans, but <laughs> man, CJ Stroud is doing something special right now. And this is going to be an interesting matchup, uh, that he's facing this week oh, yeah. after he did a dominant performance against Tampa Bay, breaking a, uh, r- a, a rookie, rookie record, record, uh, by Andrew Luck. Uh, I think now it's 470 passing yards mm-hmm. in a game. But now he's facing two cold Joey B and the Bengals, and they're going against the Texans next. In my opinion, the Bengals might be the hottest team, them and the Ravens. Yeah, definitely. Uh, if we could see Stroud perform the same or similar to the game that he had against the Bucks, uh, maybe he's in the MVP discussion. Well, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I mean, like we said, we thought they'd bounce back, and did they ever? I didn't think anybody would have predicted that historic performance by cj stroud though setting the rookie record for the most yards in a single game with uh, 470 yards that was just i i don't know that was unheard of i i didn't think i knew he'd bounce back but i didn't think all this yeah he bounced high (laughs) now still just throwing one interception all season i don't know if you know this with just one with one interception and 14 touchdowns stroud is on track to have the best NFL rookie season in history. His performance so far is only by, matched by one man, and he's one of the greatest of all time. That's Tom Brady. Oh, whoa! So, I mean, he's gonna just, start playing now. <laughs> I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but just to be in that same category, man, it, it's it's wild just to think about it. This kid wasn't wasn't even in the NFL last season and right. he's just like he's taking the the league by storm now it's going to be texans and Bengals at noon and like you said against former buckeye joe burrow and um going into this one man i i just gotta say i'm, I'm kind of worried about the defense at the beginning of the season the d was progressing but it seems like they kind of took a few steps back in their last outing joe burrow is starting to look like he's, you know, getting back in the rhythm after being held back from that calf injury early this season. Right. On top of that, Jamar Chase is preparing to play despite his limited status. Those two, you know, they can spell disaster. You can make the same argument for Stroud and Nico, but Collins didn't participate in practice on Thursday oh. after being limited on Wednesday. The Texans have shown that their wide receiver corps can step it up when need be as seen in the last game. But um, Robert Woods is looking to return. He just returned to practice for the first time since week six. And if he returns, it'll be a nice diversion downfield or he could pick up enough, pick up the slack if another Texan receiver gets more attention. But I gotta say, despite all the setbacks and injuries, Houston has continued to be resilient no matter what. It's... Uh, it's beautiful to see if you're a Texans fan. If you're not, I mean, 
screw you. Nah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure non-Texas fans are appreciating the the game that Stroud is is uh, showing us right now. But yeah, like I said, man, I, I'm just worried about this defense. I, if they could sew it up, I don't see them having any problems. Um, there was one cool stat that I that I saw that those three Texans that ranked in the top five for the most receiving yards in Week Nine. Hmm. Two of them are actually former Cowboys. You know them very well. Noah Brown got a uh, second with 153 yards. Dalton Schultz fourth with 130, and fellow rookie Tank Dell with 114 yards. Whoa! It's uh. They just killing it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The the nice thing about Dell, man, I I told you before the the game, I felt like he was gonna get more touches that game. I don't know what it was. I just felt like he was going to get more touches. And then mm. what do you know? He touched it. <laughs> the man got more touches. Got the winning touchdown with 40 seconds left on the clock. And that, that was an amazing feat. I don't know if you saw that drive. Yeah, it was great. That was a back-and-forth game all the way. I, I was watching it. It was funny because they didn't have a kicker. That was pretty <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, Fairbairn went down early in the game. with I think his was also a calf injury. And then Ngumbawale was kicking the, the returns, but he wasn't trying to kick. I think that's like what's something that shot them in the foot was being without the kicker, too. Because yeah. they could have made a... Sh- crap ton of points just with the kicker alone all those times they went for it on fourth or they said screw the extra point we're gonna go for two yeah but Ngumbawale did kick one uh field goal which is i believe i saw like the first time in i can't remember how many years it's been a while yeah it's been a good while but hey man there's still like like i said through all the injuries setbacks they're they're just resilient and this team seems to really trust Stroud and it looks like um Domingo Ryans is really starting to trust him more often too so it's a there's continuing to br- progress and I think that they still have a shot up against the Bengals albeit a rough one but e. I I think they could still make it. They they can still get this dub. It depends on if that defense can sew it up or not. But like I was saying, speaking of the former Cowboys and top five in receiving yards, number one on that list in week nine was C.D. Lamb. What a game he had. Although things fared well for fantasy football owners of Lamb, things didn't go so well for his team. Dak still had a great game coming down to the wire despite leading his team from the 14-yard line to the 11 and an encroachment call that the Eagles put them in the 6. Boom, Dallas shoots themselves in the foot with a false start losing what yardage they had just gained from the Eagles' penalty. Josh makes Dak sweat, <laughs> sacking him for a loss ten, for of 10 yards. On top of that, there was that delay of game, and that was just it for the the Cowboys. They came up short. Yeah, it was unfortunate the way the game ended, but when you want to just circle back and look back at the entirety of the game, uh, you know, you you, want to find the the positive notes to it. 
Uh, when you look at the game that was going to uh, occur between the Cowboys and the Eagles, it was a matchup that caught 27 million views. It was making it the most watched mm-hmm. game since the last Super Bowl. Dak having Which is his, crazy. Yeah. He had an excellent record against the Eagles, uh, and he looked to come in to make a statement while Jalen. I and, thought he was going the, to. He 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 did he did. I, I mean, mean he did yeah, but they they weren't able to pull it off. Like I said, I just feel like they shot themselves in the foot with those penalties, and then Dak taking that sack, man, just just sealed it for them. Yeah, it was it was an all around good game. There was just a little hiccups that you know really cost them the game. Uh, I felt like they could have been um, winning the game at one point. There was a bunch of times where Dallas defense stepped up and they made the Eagles go three and out, giving the Cowboys another shot. Yeah, they were looking good. They were really complimenting that offense. Yeah. So what happened uh, one of the times was after a back-and-forth game, the fourth quarter, it was getting really intense. And the Cowboys looked to get on the board first in the fourth as they marched down the field and ended up at the fourth and goal at the Philly 1 situation. Dak looked to get the ball to Shoemaker for a short left pass, and after a missed P.I. call, in my opinion, uh, Shoemaker makes the play. Hey, they had that missed call on uh, that that hit on Dak. They oh, hit him yeah, in the yeah, helmet. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. They, they definitely m- missed out on that call. Right. So, Shoemaker does make the play, and he scores the touchdown, or does he? After an official review, the <laughs> runner never broke the plane, and the call was reversed, making the Cowboys turn over the ball on downs. Coming up short. So that again. was one of the that was one of the times that you know that Dallas could have had uh, you know some points right there. Another time is they scored a touchdown in the final two minutes, right? And the Cowboys looked yeah. to go for two to cut the lead to three points. From what it looked like, Dak was about to convert by running it in, but then his foot stepped out of bounds right before he crossed the plane, making the conversion unsuccessful. You gotta think, you, you gotta think he has more awareness than that being the <laughs> quarterback. That was crazy, man. Yeah, it was just like split right there, like boom. So up by five, the Eagles looked to run the clock out, which the Dallas defense came in clutch again, forcing another three and out. Uh, with about two minutes left, five minutes uh, going down. Uh, they failed to convert a fourth down situation where to- Tobert fails to catch the short pass from Dak, making only one minute left after that, and the Eagles get the ball back, looking to run the time completely out. So, luckily, the, the Dallas did have all three de- timeouts, uh, a recipe to get the ball back, and that's just what happened. Mm-hmm. And another thing that did happen during that play, uh, DeAndre Swift did fumble the ball when he ran into A.J. Brown. Uh, looked like an error on their communication part or misread, and they're so lucky that the Eagles got the ball after that fumble. That was that was another time that Cowboys <laughs> could have got something right. So uh, they got the ball back from a punt. No timeouts left. Forty six like seconds left. They have to go eighty six yards, and he took them down. What, what, what was that call? That um, what was it? Pass interference. Yeah, that that uh, the Eagles shot themselves in the foot with that. So they were able yeah. to. It was, it, going, it was so. crazy. Like They, they were out there, and then the, they did the pass interference, and they got up to the 50-yard line with that yeah, pass interference. That was and then I was all like, okay, all right. And then the very next play, um, a rough and a passer penalty was called on the Eagles, which jolted Dallas up to the Philly 25. And then after that, they did a 14-yard play to Lamb. They were in the red zone with a lot of time left. And then they, the Eagles go offsides, actually, after that, which makes them go to the 6-yard line. 
And then like how Chris said earlier, what happened after that, just a false start, a delay a game, and a sack. Yeah, it's not like Dak played a bad game. Like, what what was it? I think it was like 370 yards or something. Yeah, he passed for it. He didn't throw no picks. It, he was still having a phenomenal game. He was still showing up again after he has in, in his past game or the the last one. Right. So, I mean, obviously Dak is not the problem, I don't feel like. But I do feel like there is a running problem. Pollard didn't really get the ball. He only, I think it was only like 50 yards on that game. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just some, some of that stuff that happened, it just wasn't in Dallas's favor. The not ball touching the plane with Shoemaker, Dak stepping out for that two-point conversion. See, and if they had like, somebody that can actually, or say they still had Zeke, I feel like he could have made that two-point conversion. Oh, yeah. I mean, there were, I mean, they weren't running the ball for a reason. I guess passing the ball was working or just Eagles were stuffing them. But, I mean, they played. They came to play. Like, yeah. like I'm not really going to go much more into, like, the details of, of this game. It was an excellent game. Uh, as far as the who and why and hows and, you know, making excuses all the time for the Cowboys, you know, I do hope this game answers a lot of questions about the Cowboys. I know we're going to see Philly down the road again, uh, you know, for their second game of the season. And we might even see them again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of opportunities to win this game. They just fell short. It's not like Philly it really fell short. It's not twenty three like to twenty eight. <laughs> it's not like Crazy. Philly uh, blew them out or anything like that. There was for it was like it was a competitive battle. Any team could have took it. Uh, it's just for it was Eagles. Uh, you know, winning Eagles favor this it was time. An, it was Eagles night. It was Eagles night. Apparently. And the Eagles died. So you know. <laughs> Speaking on the topic of Eagles, former quarterback Carson Wentz has found a home in L.A. Wentz will now be donning Rams blue after Sh- Stafford went down in Week Eight against the Cowboys. Oh, my bad. <laughs> How do you think he'll fare over there? So the Rams went and got Wentz. So uh, what does that mean for the NFL? I feel like this is a full circle in effect as the team that tore his ACL in 2016 are now signing him in 2023. That injury did alter his career. Now Didn't they also pass up on him when the Eagles drafted him, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, so they got golf in the first pick and yeah. the Eagles got Wentz in the second pick. And then now golf is... Uh, taking over for Stafford, Stafford's taking over for Goff, and now Wentz is going to be taking over for Stafford. Like, <laughs> That's funny. This yeah. is a real full circle moment yeah. right there. <laughs> so it's like, okay, cool. So what I think for this means, I think this is, makes uh, the Rams a, you know, pretty good. They have a seasoned quarterback, maybe with the right resources and right coaching. Wentz can maybe pull off and get a couple W's. Uh, it does look like the Rams season might be over, but, you know, they don't give up. Sean McVay doesn't give up. I feel like uh, Wentz is going to be a good addition to the team. Um, I feel like Coop and, and Puka, the, the, they might thrive off of that. It just it just depends who we're going to get. Are we going to get that MVP type caliber yeah. Wentz? Or are we going to get that, that one that was with the Colts? And, or the Commanders. And the one of the Commanders that yeah. was just terrible. That just stunk up the place when, when the Commanders yeah, it's had hard a choice. To tell. It's hard to tell. I mean, it, it's not like he's the one who single-handedly took the Eagles to the championship. Let's be real, Nick Foles did that. Yeah. So. I mean, he did good in the regular season, and but then Nick Foles was just clutch. Yeah. But if it wasn't for Wentz, I guess they wouldn't be in that position. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, 
they got rid of him for a reason. Well, I mean, on the topic of uh, new acquisitions to these teams, uh, in San Antonio, after winning back-to-back -back games against the Suns and an amazing showing from Victor Wembanyama, the Spurs seem to be on the decline, losing oh their last God. three. Their last latest outing, Wimby, just couldn't get it started against the Knicks. And by the time he did start to rev up, it was a little too late. Despite of somewhat of a decline, I still like what I'm seeing. I, yeah. I gotta say, like this is a young Spurs squad. Yeah. They're still looking pretty good. You know, they're on track to be better. Yeah. With all the hype surrounding Wimby, and how you know he was a huge prospect with uh, many including myself yeah. saying he's gonna be a future great you got to remember he's just a kid he, at 19 he made the huge move across the world from France to San Antonio and is only I feel like this is only growing pains for a kid that's you know coming into a new scheme yeah. with loads of pressure from <coughs> what's expected of him I, I love what I'm seeing with the Spurs progression right now. Uh, you, you know, people may call them season woes, but I feel like it's just a bunch of learning and they're just a young team with, uh, you know, just experiencing everything. So I'm not expecting a win every single game. I'm not expecting much, <laughs> to be honest. I just want to see some sort of progression from this first time together Spurs club. Right now, they are ranked 14th in points per game. They're just outside the top 10 of field goal percentage. So I think they're doing well. I, see, I like what I see. Six blocks a game, seven steals a game. But the 15 turnovers per game need to be reduced a bit. Yeah. Those are lots of opportunities. So I like Wemby and Vassell. They have been doing great. Obviously, it's going to be a learning experience, like I said. And I'm not going to expect monstrous leaps and bounds of a performance. It's a work in progress. So Spurs take on Edwards and the T-Wolves at 7 p.m. tonight. So let's get it. So let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> uh, since we're talking about, you know, people signing other people... How about WWE bringing back Kyrie Sane? Amazing. I wasn't expecting it, even though I knew she was coming back. I didn't know she was going to come back during Crown Jewel. Yeah, I didn't expect it at Crown Jewel, of all places. Like, like I don't know. Was there a pop? I, I, didn't, I don't know. Was, was there? <laughs> they're, they're really... I don't know. There was a small one. I'm sure there's not. they don't all know who she is. But I popped. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, what... What is what a show Crown Joe ended up being? Like I didn't expect this one to be as good as it was. A glorified house show. <laughs> glorified house show. But let's get into it. We'll talk more about Kyrie once we get to the match. This one kicked off in the what what is it, that kickoff show? Sami Zayn and JD McDonough had a had a pretty decent singles match where Sami Zayn came, went over. And uh, we kicked it off with Seth freaking Rollins and Drew McIntyre for the World Heavyweight Championship. I thought this was a good match to kick off the show. Like, yeah, the actual main card. Um, this was a good one. I really enjoyed that match. The funny thing about the end was, uh, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Damian Priest came out like he was going to cash in and Sami Zayn ran up and oh, stole the, saw the briefcase yeah. and ran away. Oh, man. Story progression. Amazing. <laughs> but, of course, Seth Rollins came came up over Drew McIntyre. And then the next one was one that I was 
anticipating one like one of the most uh i was anticipating the most but this was that singles match with john cena and solo sokoa oh yeah now we did make uh uh some predictions and with seth rollins we were correct you know this one I was kind of leaning towards John Cena, but you got me leaning more towards Solo. The more you talked about it, how, you know, John Cena could just be putting him over. Right. You know, doing the deed for him, whatnot. And lo and behold, he just, like, dominated Cena. It was, it was nice. It was it was refreshing, you know, to, for them to put all their chips in, in Solo and, you know, run with it. So I was excited for this match. I really wanted to see what was going on. You know, Cena had his little fire ups and whatnot, but in the end, Solo just like dominated him, and it was it was beautiful. What did you think about you know Cena going down? They're playing they're playing the long game with Solo. They're they're making sure that he's getting the right matches against the right people and getting over at the right time. And I think Cena was the perfect, you know, opponent for Solo. I mean, who else can you have him beat but still gain that status? I think Cena probably, you know, would be probably a good competitor. You really can't have Cody lose to Solo or Jay or anyone else. So, like, you know, Cena, he's probably the best guy that will take that, take that uh, objective. So... I like what Solo's becoming. It's, it's. I think it's like the start of something else. The, yeah. The Bloodline storyline like is is being expanded and it's changing. And it's. I guess it's. You can still consider the Bloodline storyline, but right now Solo, he's looking to make his own his own uh his imprint. Own imprint. Yeah. yeah. So it's looking good. One one match I did forget to put on here. I don't know why it's not on my list, but it's uh the one with Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler. Who else was it? Raquel. Um, Naya and Zoe Stark. That one was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And I'm not a fan of matches where there's all kinds of stuff going on at once. But this one, they, everybody had their, their spots in different points of the match that made them look strong. But in the end, Mommy always is always on top. So that's what happened. I mean, they, they had, uh, I think it was Raquel that was pinning I can't remember if it was Zoe or not I forget who got pinned but then that's when you just saw Rhea come off the top boom she got the pin and won she she still looked strong you know she took out two women at the end there so I, I felt like that was a good way to have her go out I didn't expect her to to retain though, like, but that's what I wanted and that's what I chose. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's what it ended up ultimately ended up happening. So, what what were we two? I guess you could say three, four, four because we didn't even talk about Sami Zayn and JD McDonough if I can remember correctly. But uh, this one, this next one, I was excited for the United States Championship match, man, with Ray oh, and, yeah. and Logan Paul. Logan Warren, right? Yeah, Logan ended up winning. He used the brass knucks. It was, it was a nice little touch. I love, I always love the brass knucks spot. And then at the end, he he said, I did what I had to do, Ray. And then he said, I love you. And you're a legend. 
which was funny because you saw already like you know what you did and they they really played it off real well um paul said that he might have to be on tv more often since he's the champ so we might see more of logan paul and uh, which i'm not um against yeah. like he's 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 great on the mic he's great in the ring he he just all around man he's he's one of those those people that has the gift of gab and the gift of jab so i i hope we see him more in the ring i hope we do see him with that united states championship on the zone or wherever he fights next I'm excited for this this new era with Logan Paul. I know a lot of people were upset, you know, that Logan Paul won just because, oh, he's a YouTuber and all that stuff. But he put in the work. Yeah, you can't deny that he didn't put in the work. So uh, I'm really excited to see what goes on with with this. Who would you like to see Logan Paul go up against next, though? Randy Orton. <laughs> Damn, I know they had been there. Were, there had been rumors that he was gonna return. But I don't know. Nah, I'm just playing. Um, well, like, yeah, but not against for the U.S. title. I, they're probably gonna have Logan Paul go against Ricochet again or something like that. Ah, uh, I hope not, man. I don't want to see that again. I wasn't really a fan of that match too much. They or Chipasso. Oh, Tommaso. Champa. Yeah. Champa, champa. So the here's the the next one was. You know, the one that we've been waiting for, EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. What a good match this one was. Bianca looked strong. EO still looked strong. And in the end, EO got the leg up with her Sky Pirate friend. And Bailey looked shocked. What did you think about that? Because Bailey's the one who took out Kyrie saying. Um, in storyline, of course, when she went back to Japan. Right. Is this the end of damage control? It could be. It's a it's a strong possibility. I know I've seen some rumors about them bringing in other people that uh, EO and and Kyrie have been in factions with in other companies. Uh, yeah, that, that seems kind of cool. But then when you think about it, most of the people going to these wwe shows aren't gonna know who those women are so i I don't i don't know if they should make that move or not um they might just stick with the sky pirates um yeah i mean they can do a lot right now with this uh with this direction yeah there's many ways it could go i like i like just i like how kairosin is back and she made a you know immediate impact already she's probably already in the uh the talks of uh, title contention, so we'll see what happens. Maybe Kairosin fights Bianca because of what she did, and then Bailey gets involved somehow. Yeah. And feels, I mean, it, it's gonna look good. Like it's it's a good picture, a good good stuff going on. It's not boring, so you know it's good. good it's good for EO. Yeah, definitely. EO did need like a little, a little more story going on because they already had those rifts. They already had all that, and then right. they acted like it never happened out of nowhere, and then, boom, Kyrie shows up. So then it just brings more of a rift between her and Damage Control. That, yeah. is, that is just gonna, <clears throat> excuse me, that is just gonna continue to progress. Yeah. But anyway, we'll move on to the singles match with Cody and Damian Priest. I thought this was a pretty good match. Uh, that 
followed that women's match and then of course we saw LA Knight and Roman Reigns but as for Cody Rhodes and Priest um, I believe Damien wait did Damien win that one I don't think so or was it Cody? Uh, I Cody, think it was Cody, Cody right? Cody wins everything. He's a jerk. I didn't write that one down this time. But anyway, that that was a good match, man. And I heard that uh, people in the back are really keen on, on Damian Priest with his work ethic, you know, everything he's done. I mean, look at the guy. Whenever he was in the indies, he was punished Martinez, and he was, like, super chubby. Then out of nowhere, boom, he just started working hard. Got rid of that baby fat, and next thing you know, he was in WWE and wowing everybody. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see what they where they go with Priest, especially knowing that they're they're high on him in the back. Um, he already has the briefcase, so either way, he's he's got something to to shoot him into that main event picture. And uh, did you see who won? It's Cody. Okay, I thought so. It was Cody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I heard that uh, Cody did a good job selling that injured ankle, and Priest, oh, yeah. Priest always makes it look like he's connecting on the shots. And I love Cody's sales because he always goes back to it. It's not like his leg hurts at one point and then it doesn't hurt later. He still brings it back up. You know, little limps here and there. Yeah, those amazing. Good just work. Makes it look good. Yeah. Uh, I really like. Rhodes and Priest is workers, so this one I already knew was going to be a pretty decent match. Then we moved on to the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match where LA Knight got a huge pop in Saudi as well. But so did Roman. Roman got a pretty big pop too. Yeah. But um, as the as the match went on, the way Roman played it, dude, like he plays the hill so well that he just had the the crowd turn on him. They started booing him more often when he was doing things. It, it was just, it was, it was beautiful by Roman. All that psychology he put into this match, especially with you know Knight coming up and you know because he was sitting there dominating. People started booing, you know, getting upset. Yeah. Knight comes from behind, starts to get the leg up. Boom, gets shut down again. Of course, like we thought. Jimmy and Jay both showed up and they kind of made a distraction for Roman to to go ahead and get the win so that was a way to kind of make LA Knight still look strong that he didn't just get pinned clean you know Jay was there yeah he showed up uh it was like at the 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 ramp someone I forget someone else showed up I think it was all the Judgment Day that hit, or no, not Judgment Day. I think yeah. Sokol was there. <laughs> yeah, right? it was. It was a couple of, of the Bloodline showing up, so then that's when they showed up. And then um, who was it? Jimmy, I believe. Right, Jimmy showed up like after that too. I can't remember, but this this match was a good one. Uh, LA Knight's gonna continue to be a megastar. No matter if he won or not, he's still got that. He's just got that uh, pull to him. He's got that charisma. People gravitate towards him. And it's nice to see that uh, someone like LA Knight's finally making it. Yeah. I, I've been a fan of his since he was Eli Drake. And since 
even when he was Max Dupree, I didn't care about the name change. I just knew what he was capable of and, you know, was still a fan in that aspect. So it's it's lovely to see them still putting, like, the rocket strap on L.A. Knight and still making him look good. Roman, on the other hand, uh, they said he was going to take some time off, and I, I guess you were right. He was taking that title with him, too. I'm taking time and the title. <laughs> so... I mean, I guess we'll see what happens there. They can always do one of those angles where it's like, oh, if you can't defend the title, we're going to vacate it. They can always pull one of those angles to continue to make Roman look strong and be like, oh, well, he never lost it. So we'll see what goes on there. Yeah. It was a pretty decent show, all in all. And Kyrie, man, that that was the highlight of the night, I feel like. I'm excited to see Kyrie back. I'm excited to see what they do with this damage control storyline. Everything seems to be building up a lot faster and you know things are starting to boil, come to a boil and we'll see what happens. For sure. But uh in other big news with WWE, NXT will be moving to USA or from USA to the CW in October. Now we previously reported that NWA had a TV deal in the works. And the CW could be in the cards. Well, it seems like they use those cards to snort their dreams away. Oh, man. (laughs) In NWA's latest pay-per-view, they ran a coke angle with Father James Mitchell in which a couple wrestlers with some women uh, pretended to snort coke. And uh, when the CW caught wind of it, They weren't too happy, and just a few days later, the deal with WWE for NXT was inked. And I would think they lost that deal with CW being upset, and then the announcement of the WWE deal, there still hasn't really been anything said about the NWA deal since. It's kind of unfortunate, but you kind of shot yourself in the foot there. You go to a, a network like CW, you already know you got this in this contract in the bag and then you go and do an angle like that that you know is gonna ruffle some feathers that's i feel like that's your fault you know i don't know what to say about that that was just irresponsible dude i don't know what it was (laughs) people just shooting themselves in the foot cowboys shooting themselves in the foot you people (laughs) shooting themselves in the foot everyone just shooting themselves in the foot everywhere it has also been confirmed, though, that uh, SmackDown will be moving from Fox to USA in a five-year deal that will take place in October as well. Usa. So we'll see what happens there. I, I'm kind of sad that they're going back to cable television and not, um, what do they call it, like national broadcasting when it comes to oh, Fox because yeah. it reaches everywhere. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Fox said they weren't making the money that they expected to make, and they even said that WWE really didn't make that much off that deal either. So we'll see what happens. You know, speaking of deals, uh, Shakur Stevenson, he was originally had a deal to face uh, Frank Martin until Martin pulled out of that bout. He shot himself in the foot. (laughs) That's what what happened. Top rank then found a replacement with Edwin De Los Santos, which will take place November 16th in Vegas for the vacant WBC title. Right. So uh, the 35-pound title bout will headline a top-ranked boxing on ESPN card two days before Formula One's debut race on the Las Vegas Strip. So 
Now, it's unfortunate that Shakur couldn't fight Haney or anyone big, like Tank or anyone, yeah. like or Martin, either two. Like, no one wants to fight Shakur. I don't know why. <laughs> but nonetheless, it's great to see Shakur back in the ring. Um, you know, I do think we do want to see him fight Frank Martin at some point. But I see Shakur gliding over this fight against De Los Santos, and he'll win. Um, after this, I do want to see Shakur in a big-name fight. I guess he still needs to boast his following and get some views for the opposition to conduct business with him. No one no one wants to do business with him, I guess, because it's not going to draw viewers or it's not going to make money. Is that what it is? It's something. I, he just needs more fights under his belt. He's still 20-0, 10 KOs, uh, you know, relatively young, still new to the whole game, and he's just making an impact every time he fights. And sooner or later... You know, people are going to have to fight him. They're going to have to sign that dotted line because he's going to get to that popularity and to that status to where he starts calling the shots. But right now, he still has to uh, do some some more work. He's going to fight De Los Santos for a vacant title, so that's a good start. This uh, one will take place on uh, ESPN Plus, right? Yeah, it'll be on Plus. I don't think I don't I don't see you trying to buy it. I don't think it's going to be a pay per view. That's That'll be crazy if it is. <laughs> but right now, yeah, it'll be on Plus. I'm thinking it might might be on regular ESPN also, but I haven't, okay. really, lo- I haven't really looked into it. But it's it's good to see Shakur back in the ring, like I said. Um, but what's going on with, with his friend Crawford, though? Oh, yeah, another big news, man. Uh, apparently, IBF decided to strip Crawford of the title. So the best pound-for-pound fi- fighter in Terrence Crawford is no longer undisputed welterweight champion as he is stripped of the IBF title. Ines is now the interim IBF title holder. After acquiring the straps from Spence, IBF ordered him to defend against Ines, but Crawford is contractually obligated to give Spence an immediate return bout yeah. after that clause was exercised. But IBF doesn't recognize the rematch clauses as an exception to mandatory obligations isn't that freaking crazy man man that's weird i don't know if was even was crawford even aware of something like that i don't i I feel like he wasn't i don't i don't know like most places rematches count so i feel like he just you know assumed like anybody else that it was gonna be oh we're gonna do the rematch and i'm not gonna get stripped of my straps but that's not what's gonna happen. So IBF is the the only one I think that that um, doesn't recognize rematch clauses, unlike the other three sanctioning bodies, uh, WBA, WBC, and the uh, I, don't, I don't know uh, WBO. <laughs> All w- the W's. Uh, so they're, they're the ones that recognize rematch clause. IBF said no, we don't recognize that crap. So they look at. Um, he was supposed to fight Ennis, uh, and they were supposed to do negotiations by the 24th, but that rematch clause was going to happen. So even if Crawford wanted to fight, uh, you know, even if Crawford was going to fight Ennis, he still would have to face Spence after yeah. after the latter exercise. And that would uh, be a stupid. Rematch clause in August. So, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's a good good uh, decision just to get this title. I mean, he's a, he's still everyone still considers him undisputed. He's still going to be considered one of the best pound for pound fighters, and yeah, but so. this might set up a match between him and Ennis sometime in the future. Now that he is the title holder, you're right. So th- it's just gonna have to wait. I'm not sure if Spence and Crawford are gonna fight anytime soon, even though that rematch clause is still in effect. 
Uh, I don't think Spence needs to be fighting Crawford. Not yet, at least. <laughs> After what he did to him. <laughs> it's just like, he needs more time to to. to this makes me recover. wonder, though, um, what happens to whoever wins between Fury and Usyk in February? Because they'll have to... I, I, I forget who it was they had already named who's who they're obligated to face after that matchup i think so. they're talking about somehow uh i think uh, uh joshua anthony joshua might be in the mix i don't really know who's gonna win that fight but all i know one thing they put put nagano back in that ring already and he needs to come in there and <laughs> Man, take, he take looked storm. good i was i was i was surprised i thought you know he'd be winded a lot sooner and he really wasn't he really conditioned himself for that matchup yeah anyone that uh they fight anyone that nagano fights is payday for them so i would just sign that ladder line when you fight nagano because that's payday <laughs> no one wants to see any other heavyweights right now but nagano right now i mean walder yeah but nah come on <laughs> nah <laughs> like it, heavyweights division they need someone like nagano they needed that this because it's it was frankly shallow and no one really cares and now nagano's in and everyone wants yeah. to watch it so He's been doing good, and I feel like he needs to get in that ring sooner rather than later. You know, nice I mean? little sign that boxing is getting a resurgence. You know, speaking of signs, oh, what, what, what sign? Hey, don't take my sign, dog. <laughs> you talking about that? Yeah. So, uh, how about you tell us about that uh, Jim Harbaugh controversy going on right now? So, if uh, if you've been living under a rock, you probably won't know what's going on in college football right now. But it's pretty interesting and. Uh, Pretty uh, appealing to see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, we'll talk about the the playoffs, the upcoming playoffs next week. Well, right now we're just going to talk about this little crazy so scandal. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh is being accused of sign stealing from other uh, college institutions. So, wow. The the way they do the sign stealing is uh, he's had a scout go to those uh, institutions. And, like, just lay low and look at what's going on. Now, there are some ways that teams You don't think there's some more fishy stuff going on there, too, though? Rather than just the sign stealing? They're probably stealing a lot of other things. Maybe film. (laughs) Like, you don't even know (laughs) what's going on. That's what I'm saying. But there are ways that you can legally, like, scout teams. And they're not doing it the legal way. So, you can do it during games, obviously. But they're doing it like when they're at practice or when they're not even playing a game or like they're just doing it. It's a shame illegally. that, you know, this little scandal is is bringing so much attention. And with, you know, the the what are they? Wolverines, right? Yeah. Yeah. With the Wolverines, you know, having a good season like they are right now, you know, still looking good, still in the top 10. Yeah, it it kind of puts right a blemish on their their record, and you, it, when you think about it, it could affect the players in, as well. So, right, it, it's unfortunate that you know they went to this length to steal signs and possibly, you know, tape. So, yeah. so he may face a permanent suspension. I don't know if he'll face a temporary one, but he may avoid a suspension uh, as well. Uh, when the Big Ten issues its discipline in connection to the ongoing sign-stealing scandal surrounding the program. So, they're considering it, but he might avoid it, and he might even go to other avenues as such as a significant fine instead. So, we just have to see what they're going to play out. I know everyone's just waiting on the Big Ten to see what's going to happen. 
Sports Illustrated has already reported on it, uh, saying that the Big Ten coaches that included the Wolverine sideline signals in their accompanying explanation. So they quote, the former coach shared the documents with Michigan in an attempt to show their signal stealing is pervasive in the sport and to support and battle uh, head coach Jim Harbaugh. So that was a, some people are supporting it with these documents. I, yeah, I like saw that. that. Um, a lot of people aren't agreeing with what's going on. Talking about free Harbaugh and all this yeah, other and stuff. Yeah, he locked up. <laughs> so, I mean, I like the dude, but if he did it, then yeah, action should be taken immediately. But then again, I feel like a lot of teams do this, and Michigan is just the only ones that got caught. That got caught, yeah. So, you know, with their two of their toughest teams going on next, they are facing number 10 Penn State and number one Ohio State. Uh, oh, yeah, that's going to be Ohio a State. good, good number, one. Number three, Ohio. I think uh, Georgia's number one. What am I talking about? Yeah. So they're facing two teams, uh, two teams recent next. So will the signs of the stealing prevail? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Um, you think they got signs from them? They got signs. Yeah, they got signs like M. Night Shyamalan. They got signs. <laughs> they got that. <laughs> they going. Oh, man. I, I don't know. I don't know where to steer in this one because, like you said, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that do it. Yeah. And they're the ones who got caught. So. And you hit a bill of check. <laughs> hey, how do you? <laughs> but, I mean, with their, their matchups coming up, man, and, and just this scandal in general, this could hinder their performance. And I hope it doesn't because they're looking good. They're looking real good, and they're supposed to go up against Penn State, which is supposed to be a barn burner of a, a show yeah. on, over there. So uh, I'm excited to see what what goes on. There's a lot of a lot of different factors going into, you know, as we're creeping towards the playoffs of college football. It's it's really getting intense, and there's a lot of uh, matchups coming up that are are really good top ten matchups. So yeah, we'll circle back on that. Talk about that uh, when it gets closer. Yeah, so we'll we'll we will touch on it again next week. We'll we'll bring it back up, but we wanted to close this one out with some Spider Man. So I got the Spider Man two day launch version, you know, disc because I'm awesome. You know. Oh so yeah, I forgot. I'm a PS five. You know. Anyway, <laughs> I love this game, man. It was it was amazing. The storytelling was impeccable just like it has been you know they they have their little teases after every spider-man game it was really enjoyable i love the new uh traveling where you can use the the web wings it just it it looks beautiful as you're just flying through a new york city you know what i'm saying and um from what i heard though that miles is gonna take the ranks after this we'll see what happens but um, the the way they they just showed the map off right off the bat with Sandman when he knocks you into another city, it was just beautiful. Just seeing you know Miles fly through all those buildings and get all the way to the end and have to fly his way back. It just the way they showed how big this map was right off the bat was I thought was a great thing to put into that game and. The visuals are beautiful. I, I've seen people uh, complain about the visuals and have problems with just like heads showing up or nothing showing up and them swinging on a brick. I don't know who went through that. I got it day one and I didn't have none of those problems. 
So no, they tripping there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've seen a lot of them with a bunch of crazy glitches. One that I did encounter, I was trying to platinum the game, and uh, I would say they probably should have put more, more missions with Peter, because you know how in the first one you could go back to, um, I forget what the, they called those little places that everybody was at, but you could still redo them and fight, fight a bunch of people. Oh, okay, okay, oh yeah, and whatnot. They didn't have that for Peter. They only had it for Miles. So. Once I hit the end of the game, I was just swinging around hoping to find some crime. And lo and behold, I would see the little emblem pop up, swing all the way there, see the smoke, and as soon as I get close enough for it to load up, boom, the damn crime just disappeared somehow. What? Yeah. No crime. So that, that was the only, only gripe I have. Other than that, the game was great. I don't want to go too deep into it and give too many spoilers, but here's one. As uh, a lot of people predicted, it is Harry that has this the symbiote. Harry ends up coming back, which is which kind of like tugs on the heartstrings because you know Peter was all upset in the last one that you know Harry had disappeared, right, and all that stuff. So. It was this one was a good one, man. Uh, another thing that that tugged on the heartstrings was that that guy with the with the pigeons. You remember the guy with the pigeons? I don't. Maybe you didn't do the side mission on that oh, one. Oh yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one of the side missions, and dude ends up dying. It's crazy. Dang. So yeah, it got I, have, sad. I haven't played you know the game obviously because I don't have the five. Uh, but I'm sure it's good, uh, according to what Chris is saying. So I just wanted to ask you a little bit. Uh, so what was your favorite thing to do uh, when you were playing Spider-Man 2? What was a, one of your favorite things that you liked doing? Probably, like I said, the flying and the symbiote suit. The symbiote suit is, is dope. It, it kind of like morphs over time till it becomes Venom. Uh, so it, it, looks, it looks crazy as you're progressing through the story. Your suit changes. And you could tell you're getting more angry, more vicious, and you know, more cutthroat, cool. which was which was awesome. I, I love the way they they did that, and they brought brought it to where it kind of looked like the original suit from the comics, and then it kind of just morphed into its own thing. Um, the flying, though, dude, I love how they have the little rings, kind of like you remember that that Superman game that sucked. That uh, you had to fly through the one rings. One of the worst games of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this one, you know, you hit the rings, and those are like uh, drafts, so it makes you go faster. And um, I, I really enjoyed just flying, just exploring, dude. Like like the the last one and the one before that, just exploring the city was was fun in itself. Just swinging around from swinging, building a building. Swinging, swinging. But. Yeah, that symbiote suit was was awesome. And near the end, when Harry gets it back, that's when you know you see the full-on venom, which is funny because I kind of tricked my my kids. I was in the middle of playing it, and my youngest he loves that venom song from the the movie, the Eminem song. Oh yeah. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna pull out my my phone. I went on Spotify and you know how you can play Spotify on the PlayStation. I ended up putting it in and it just lined up perfectly. It was like as 
as uh, Harry starts to become Venom more and is going after MJ and everything's starting to happen like the music just lined up perfectly and they really thought that that song was in that game oh dang <laughs> and they were like yeah I thought it was on until the song changed oh <laughs> but what was cool is we did see um dang it what's the name uh, MJ ended up being that other symbiote. What is it called? I just had it on my tongue. I should have wrote it down. I knew I should have wrote that down. Dang. But yeah, uh, we see her be that other symbiote. I forget. Oh, I wish I knew the name. But we get to see that, which was cool because he ends up infecting her. So as the last mission, you know, you got to get MJ back and get her out of the the suit or get the alien offer i guess you could say and once that's done you know harry ends up infecting the whole town so there's all kinds of symbiotes like in random areas where they have like a nest that you got to take care of and next thing you know you're fighting full-on venom near the end and it's it's a it's an amazing like visual because you he takes you to the school that y'all broke into. Like, they show the whole story. I don't want to give it uh-huh. all away. But, like, that's where him and Harry connected. And, like, the Venom, or the symbiote, ends up just, like, taking the football field and elevating it and just elevating different pieces of it. Even, like, the, the gym that y'all end up in after breaking into the place. And that's where they fight. And it's a pain, dude, because then the symbiote ends up attacking you. He ends up pulling out some goons with with his with all his stuff, his symbiotes and whatnot. It, it was just it was an amazing game, and Venom looks phenomenal. It's probably the best looking Venom that they've had in in any adoption, really, because oh, yeah. the one in the movie don't even really look like him and doesn't even have the damn spider. So, I love what Insomniac is doing. Near the end, though, I will give this one away, and probably another one. Um, We saw, once you defeat Harry, or Venom, whatever you want to call it, you throw the Venom away, or put it away, in other words. Uh, Harry ends up in a coma, and... Norman Osborn is upset about it and he tells them to get him the G serum. So my thought was, oh, so he's gonna be the Green Goblin. That was my first thought. Right. So I'm thinking that's what's gonna happen. But we might also see Carnage, which is a cool little tidbit. Um as you're trying to go after these smaller goons in the side mission, they end up uh I think his name is what was it? Fire Firestarter? I forget what, what what it was, but he ends up um, getting you to derail the Oscorp train. And he's actually doing it on purpose. He acted like, you know, just so it won't explode. But no, he has you derail it because the symbiote's in there. So once he gets a hold of the symbiote, he says, you know, next time I'm back, it's time for some carnage. Nice. So 
that was that one like oh damn we're finally gonna see carnage on here and i'm excited for that but without uh peter is gonna be kind of weird i guess hmm. um a lot of the combat is the same there's a few things added which i enjoyed like um like i said being in the whole venom suit those powers are just like overpowered man uh, <laughs> they're, they're so fun to use though they're they're amazing to use and it looks great everything about that game was good nice. craven was an awesome um villain but i feel like this story just progressed with everything like you play every side mission everything it just progresses everything and you you get to see what could be next and uh, another thing that could be next, after the credits of the game, you see a girl named Cindy show up. And, you know, a lot of people might not know, but Cindy was also bitten by the same spider that Peter was and became Silk. So I don't know if she's Silk yet, or if she just moved into the neighborhood and knocked on Miles' door to say what's up. Yeah. So that was about it. That's how it ended. It was just like, I'm Cindy, and boom, it just went black. So I'm excited to see what they do. If they do do, uh, <laughs> do do. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, if they do Miles as the main Spider-Man, like they've been saying that they're going to, I'm guessing maybe Silk's going to be the second, or they're just going to focus on Miles. I'm not sure. Oh, that is one thing I did forget about. They also uh, showed, you know, the portal from Into the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. Like the movie. That shows up. And uh, he's. they end up taking, what was it? I can't remember what item it was, but they end up taking it from him, from Miles. And they said, tell Miguel that I have it now. And Miguel is Spider-Man from uh, 2099. Uh, okay. So, okay, okay. so okay. there's all different avenues they're taking here. There's all different people that they could be introducing in the next one. So we'll see what happens. I think uh, they also said that the Wolverine game is said to take place in the same world. So I'm excited about that too. Uh, maybe oh, they're yeah, going to yeah, start yeah, bringing yeah. them all together. Who knows? Oh, you know what? Something else that Sony is doing, I don't know if you know this, they're uh, teaming up with Nintendo. They're teaming up with Nintendo for a movie. There's going to be a Legend of Zelda movie. A live action what adoption coming out soon. What do you think about that? I, I'm, I'm pretty excited, man. Zelda's a, a great game to, to do a movie off if of. If it's Ocarina, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But I'm not sure what what they're going to do is going to be a brand new just story or one off the games. I don't know. Or if they were going to do like, yeah, because they could do it off the games in their own story at the same time where they kind of like put their own spin on it. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go right now. I can't remember what the director's name is, but he has ties to, um, yeah, I don't think there's ever been a another movie. movie. No, there hasn't. I'm I'm excited to see what goes on. I know they they're only doing this because they saw a big payday with Mario, so oh, hopefully yeah. it doesn't end up not good. You know? Yeah, it should be good. I mean, 
Sony's teaming up with them. I think Sony also owns Illumination, which did the Mario movie. Oh, okay. So, well, let's see how that goes. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, that's a nice little tidbit for y'all. Um, other than that, I think that's all we have for today. Uh, stay tuned for next week. We have we'll talk about the college football standings. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to probably get that that uh, undisputed game and check it out, and we'll see what's up there as well. Um, there anything you need to add, Mike? Oh, check out Mike's. Uh, do your plug. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, yeah. So I've been working on some stories and some novels and just a lot of different types of uh, genres that I've been covering on, on my blogs. Right now, if you want to take a, take a visit, it's uh, Melsa's Memoirs at Blogspot. Uh, I'll send a link on, on, on my feed on, on social media for you all to check out. Uh, it's been a while since I've dropped anything on there. just been working too much and... You know how it goes, but I wear the shirt. There's a lot of stories on there. About four of them, I go and I do one, and when I don't do the other, I do the other one. When I don't want to do the other one, so how how about you give the listeners a sneak? What what's uh, one of your favorites about what do? Oh, so right, right now I've been working on one of my novels that I've actually been working on for since high school and off and on, and it's just not done yet. It's not finished yet, <laughs> but it's a uh, it's about a philanthropist that works for like a company that takes care of the world and one day the big top notch company people they've designed this machine that's supposed to like help everybody mm -hmm. but they want money for like a lot of money and control in order for the machine to be used so when they do turn on the, the machine the machine senses that it's ran by evil and greedy people so instead of like a utopia being sent out, uh, it just transforms the world into hell and all these demons come out and just take over the world and it just becomes like an apocalyptic kind of thing. So that's one of my stories that I've been working on for a while and it's just a lot of stuff going What's in there. What's one that is complete that you think the listeners should check out? None are complete. They're all oh, ongoing. Yeah, that's right. They are ongoing, right? Yeah, they're, it's the blog thing. That's right. Yeah, they're all ongoing. I, I have... Part seven on one of them, part five on another one, part six on some other ones, and uh, they're just a work in progress. I don't like to drop everything at once because then I'm like, now what? So I'll do. Well, even like that, it's always smarter to drop it piece by piece. Yeah, so that's what I've been working on. I do appreciate it. if anyone goes and checks it out. Give me a like, give me a comment, uh, and then as, as far as this podcast too, I appreciate everyone listening. Yeah, thank you for all tuning in once again. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there. I hope y'all are being safe and y'all have a great weekend. Thank you. As always, you can catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, CastBox, Amazon Music, and uh, among others. I can't remember the exact ones right now. But we hope y'all have a great weekend and y'all stay safe. Later, later. Thank you.